And welcome to Hall Ball, a Seton Hall men's basketball podcast for the fans, by the fans. I'm your host, Anthony. You can follow us on Twitter at the Hall Ball Pod. Please subscribe, like us on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes, and please share the podcast with your friends if you enjoy it. Now tonight, Wednesday, March 3rd at 6.30 at the Prudential Center, we have Seton Hall tipping off against Connecticut, which in my opinion is absolutely the game of the year for the Pirates. It's senior night. We have fans back at the Rock. I'll be in attendance. And we have Bryce Aiken back, supposedly for the Hall. Now, don't know how much Bryce is going to play or how effective he's going to be, but having him back on the court should definitely give Seton Hall's offense a much-needed boost. We're going to look back first at Seton Hall's 80-73 victory at Connecticut on February 6th. Now, diving into the box score, Sandro Mamukalashvili had 22 points, 7 rebounds. He was 2 of 3 from 3. Miles Kale had a big game with 20 points, 3 of 6 from behind the arc. Jared Roden chipped in with 11 points. He was 1 of 3 from 3. Now off the bench, you got production from Tyree Samuel with 6 points, 2 of 2 from behind the arc. And Bryce Aiken, who played in this game for the Pirates, contributed with 9 points, and he was 1 of 2 from 3. Now for Connecticut, they were without star James Booknight, but they got contributions from Adama Sanogo, the freshman, with 12 points, and R.J. Cole, the guard, with 12. Now, obviously looking forward to tonight's game. James Booknight is back for Connecticut. Since he's returned, UConn is 4-1. and one. Their only loss being on the road to Villanova. James Booknight's averaging over 20 points a game. He's undoubtedly the best player in the league. So, clearly this makes this game more difficult for the Pirates. The first time they won on the road without Booknight, where Seton Hall basically controlled the game from wire to wire. UConn made it close in the second half, but Seton Hall led pretty much the entire game. Now, Connecticut is a completely different team with Booknight back. Since James Booknight's been back, look at some of R.J. Cole's numbers. He had 24 points in their most recent game versus Marquette. R.J. Cole had 17 points versus Georgetown. He had 10 points versus Villanova, 13 versus Providence, and 24 versus Xavier. So he had two games with over 20 points and another game where he was around 20 with 17. And this is with Booknight on the floor, who's chipping in at least 20 points a game. So now that Book Knight is back, it's freeing up more opportunities for R.J. Cole, making him a more dangerous scorer. This is a dangerous Connecticut team. Now, looking at tonight's game, technically, it's only a Quadrant 2 game. But in terms of the eye test, which does matter to the committee, UConn looks like a Quadrant 1 team. UConn is a tournament team. It's a Quadrant 2 game because UConn lost games without James Book Knight. With Book Knight, Connecticut is 8-2 on the season. And Connecticut has some good wins. They beat USC earlier in the year. James Booknight is going to be a first-round draft pick in the NBA draft this coming fall or spring, whenever it is, since they moved it back last year. Not exactly sure. But James Booknight will be a top 15 pick in the draft. He's undoubtedly, in my opinion, the best player in the Big East. Now, Adama Sonogo has also been playing well for UConn lately, too. They've been making it more of a focal point to get him the ball down low. The last time we played him, he didn't really clean up that much on the glass. And I know UConn is one of the better rebounding teams in the Big East. He did chip in with 12 points in the first meeting, but he only had two rebounds. So if you can kind of keep him off the boards and Ike can basically minimize his damage, we'll be in a good position there. But the real problem in this game now is you have two legitimate scoring threats for Connecticut that you're going to have to deal with. Obviously, Book Knight is going to get his, but can you minimize what R.J. Cole and what some of their other pieces do? If you can minimize 
what RJ Cole and what Tanogo do, and Book Knight gets his 20, you're going to have a good shot to win the game. Now for Seton Hall, the big news, and I've been saying this for weeks on the podcast, is Bryce Aiken is supposed to be back. He practiced fully the other day, but again, we don't know what you're going to get from him. How many minutes is he going to play? It's a total crapshoot, but at least he'll be on the floor in some capacity, and that's going to help the offense. Like we stated in numerous podcasts before, Aiken is a very capable shooter. He's quick. He's quick off the dribble. He can get to the basket. He draws multiple defenders and creates better looks for our other wing players, such as Miles Kale and Jared Roden. Now, looking in tonight's game, you're going to need what you got from Miles Kale on the road at Connecticut. Chipped in with 20 points. He was 3 of 6 from behind the arc. It's Miles Kale, Shavaro Reynolds, and Sandro Mamakalashvili's senior night. Now, playing on senior night's tricky. Remember last year against Villanova, it's a very emotional night. You're playing for a lot. Last year, we were playing for the outright Big East in the regular season. Tonight, we're essentially playing to keep our NCAA tournament hopes alive. So these are big games. There's a lot of emotions running through these guys. This is the culmination of their careers playing at Seton Hall. It's a tough spot to be in for these seniors, but they have to show up and play like seniors. This, this, this game is going to come down to Sandro, Miles Kale, and then if you can get some good play from Aiken where he can create shots for these other guys and he can score a little bit, it's really going to help Seton Hall. But as I've been saying the last couple games, Miles Kale, you have to show up tonight. This is a humongous game. This is your last chance at home. And it, it actually kind of reminds me of Miles Powell's junior year. The last week of the season, Seton Hall was a bubble team. They had Marquette and Villanova at home. They were down double digits to Marquette. They came back. Miles Powell went off in the second half. Seton Hall won the game. And then obviously we know what happened the next game when they beat Villanova, where the what Trenton makes a world takes call came from, when Miles Powell drained the three from South Orange Ave and Seton Hall beat Villanova. So this is just as big of a game as it was two years ago when we played Marquette. Because the bubble is so weak, Seton Hall is still somehow in the NCAA tournament field. They can still get to 12 Big East wins this week in the regular season. But it starts by taking care of business tonight against Connecticut. This is the game of the year. We're going to have about 1,500 fans. They need to be loud. This is a humongous game. It's a big game in terms of recruiting as well. Especially, look at what UConn did to Seton Hall last year. They snuck in. They grabbed Sonogo, who was down to Seton Hall and UConn. Connecticut is going to be, in my opinion, what Seton Hall and Villanova have become, that rivalry because they've been successful in the Big East. And you know Danny Hurley, a New Jersey kid, is going to be coming into our backyard trying to get players, and he will successfully get players from New Jersey. He's a good recruiter. So the rivalry has already begun. Look at the Kevin Willard quotes over the summer. Can you blame him for for being unhappy that UConn's back in the league? Yeah, it's good for the Big East overall, but it hurts Seton Hall. You already saw the example of it with Sonogo. He was almost a lock to commit to the Pirates, and Danny Hurley came in and grabbed him. The rivalry is on. These coaches obviously respect each other, but knowing how competitive Danny Hurley is, you don't think that Danny Hurley wants to stick it to his alma mater when he can, especially after Coach made it known that you know he's not really too happy that UConn's back in the league. Like we all said, obviously it's great for the Big East. UConn has a big fan base. But as a Seton Hall fan... Remember back in the day when Seton Hall had some tournament teams and UConn was a top five team. They came in one year to Continental. I believe it was Andre Barrett's senior year. And they beat Seton Hall by 40 points. This was a UConn team with Josh Boone. As a Seton Hall fan, you don't like Connecticut. 
it's good. It's an old Big East rivalry. It's going to be a fun series moving forward. But there's a lot at stake in this game tonight, not only for the season, but moving forward. And there's a lot of recruits who are going to be watching games like this who are down between these schools who these wins matter. Now, tonight, in terms of standings in the Big East, you have UConn at 9-6 and sitting in third, Seton Hall 10-7. It's a ginormous game for the standings for the Big East tournament coming up next week. If Seton Hall wins this game tonight, they'll be in a prime position to finish third in the league. There's a lot riding on the Pirates. I know Connecticut has been really hot, and they're a very good team with Booknight back. In my opinion, with James Booknight, they're the second best team in the Big East. I think Villanova's one, and I think Connecticut's two. But in terms of this game tonight, there is so much at stake. And that's why it is fantastic that fans can be back at the Rock for this. Obviously not to the full capacity that we like, like for the Seton Hall-Villanova last game last year, where the Rock was completely sold out. But having some fans is better than none. And we need all the fans out there tonight to give us a boost. We need it. Because we haven't been playing well the last few games. Now, I don't expect Seton Hall to come out flat tonight. I don't. But the only thing that worries me, like I said, is UConn with Book Knight is a very good team. They took care of business against Marquette, and they've played really well since he's come back. The game that they lost at Villanova, I know they lost by eight points. It was a lot closer than that. I believe it was a one-point game at halftime. UConn may have actually been winning. But it was a very close game for most of that game. And honestly, that was Book Knight's first or second game back. He was gassed at the end of that game. If you've watched UConn play since then, his stamina is back. He's, he's played a few games. He's got his win back. He has his legs back under him. And like we said before, he's undoubtedly the best player in the Big East. So looking at the rest of the standings, tonight you have a big game as well for first, first place in the Big East. You have Nova at 10-3, and three, playing Creighton at 13-5. Now Creighton beat Villanova the first time. So this is a huge revenge spot for the Wildcats in Philadelphia. I expect Villanova to come out get that win. Now, Xavier lost to Georgetown last night. Xavier sits in fifth at 6-6 six and six in the league. So that loss helps the Pirates at least ensure that they get a bye in the first round of the tournament. Tonight, you also have a big, big game in terms of the standings. You have St. John's sitting at 8-9 and nine in sixth place in the league and Providence 8-9 and nine in seventh. So all these games do impact Seton Hall, but all that really matters, Seton Hall controls their own destiny. They have to win games. If you win these games, if Seton Hall goes 2-0 this week, we'll get into the St. John's game later in the week. It's on Saturday. If Seton Hall goes 2-0 this week, they're going to put themselves in a great position to be in the NCAA tournament because of how weak this bubble is. But tonight is the game. As I've said numerous times, it's the game of the year. I know we've played lousy the last four games. The pass is a pass. You have to put that behind. This is the opportunity to move forward, to make a statement tonight, get this win, and have momentum going into the Big East tournament, and hopefully moving on to March in the NCAA tournament. That's all you can ask for. We're right there. We're still here. As crazy as these last four games have been, as bad as Seton Hall has looked over the last two games, you are still here. This is the biggest game of the season. If you are showing up to the Prudential Center tonight, be loud. Also, get there early to show respect for these guys who have played for this program for four years. Now, as much as I want to knock Miles Kale for some of his inconsistent performances, he's essentially been a starter for this program for four years. He's been on a tournament team every year since he's been at Seton Hall. And he's been a big contributor. Now, obviously, 
he has games where he drops 20 points and he flashes all that potential that you remember seeing in his highlight tapes as a four-star recruit coming out of Delaware. And he has that. For Miles, it's just he just can't put it consistently together all the time. He always gives you great defense, but the offense just isn't always consistently there. And we're going to need him to be consistent tonight. We're going to need Jared Roden or Miles Kale or Bryce Aiken to knock down a couple threes. And now another, another factor, Shavar Reynolds had a quiet game the last time against Connecticut. Hopefully with Bryce back, it helps free up Shavar a little bit. Shavar shouldn't have to worry about getting into foul trouble as much with only Jahari Long as his backup in the previous games. So I think that's going to help Shavar. Shavar will play more loose. But I expect to get more production out of Shavar. Seton Hall shot well from three the last time that they played Connecticut. Like we said earlier, we're going through the box score. Sandro was 2 or 3 from behind the arc. Kale, 3 of 6. Tyree Samuel, 2 of 2. And Bryce Aiken was 1 from 2. They shot a good percentage from 3 that game. And there's a correlation. When Seton Hall shoots well from the 3, they usually win. Now, I know that game was relatively high scoring the last time that Seton Hall played UConn. And Seton Hall's not going to want to get into a shootout with them like that. Seton Hall needs to play better defense. And if Seton Hall can hold Connecticut under 70 points, they're going to be in a great position to win this game tonight. They're going to have to defend the three. Booknight's going to get his. You got to take RJ Cole. You got to take the rest of their pieces out of the game. And I think Kevin Willard's going to game plan for that. I really do. In terms of Seton Hall's offense tonight, it's simple. Sandro's got to go to work, and he did that the last game. Sandro's coming off of a poor game. The last time Seton Hall played UConn, Sandro had a big game. I'm expecting Sandro to bounce back from his poor performance on the road against Butler and come out strong on senior night tonight. Like I said, it's going to come down to Miles Kale and what does Bryce Aiken give you? How much is Bryce Aiken going to play? Now, it's not fair to expect Bryce Aiken to come out and play between 25 and 30 minutes, but if he can give you between 15 and 20 good minutes and the ball's not sticking, the ball's moving around the perimeter, guys are getting open looks, Bryce Aiken knocks down a couple threes. You can't ask for much more than that. Like we said, with the knee tendonitis, you don't really know. There's There's been a couple games this year already where he's tried to play, and he's on the bike for 20 minutes trying to loosen his knee up because he feels pain. But I will say this for Bryce Aiken. Bryce, this is your last ride. These are your last few games playing in college. I know he can come back next year. Who knows if he will. But I can't see this kid not trying to play through this pain. This is it. There's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake here for him. There's a lot at stake here for the team. And Seton Hall is still right here. After these lousy four-game stretch where they went 2-2, two and two, they're still right here with a, with a chance. And that's all you can ask for. It's the last week of the season. It's March. It's all about surviving and advancing. And tonight, with our home edge at the Rock, I think we're going to have a shot. My only thing that I'm really worried about is Connecticut's a completely different team with Booknight on the floor. Now, I think it's going to be a real wire-to-wire game. I do. More than likely, it's going to come down to, to a last possession. I've predicted Seton Hall to win the last two games on this podcast. For tonight's game, I will be in attendance. I will be cheering my heart out for the Pirates along with everybody else who's in the arena. I'm assuming it's going to be all Pirate Blue, and I think it's going to give us a big boost. But I think UConn, unfortunately, walks out of here with a W on the last possession. 
Now, I hope I'm wrong, but with that being said, we have a huge game tonight. We'll see everybody at the Prudential Center. If you have any questions, want to share anything, got some pictures or anything like that that you want to shoot over to the Twitter account from the game tonight, I'm at Pod on Twitter. I'm going to try to get some content, try to get some stuff from uh, Tim McClune. I, I, I do love the intros and stuff that he does that we can throw onto the podcast as an intro before the St. John's game. But tonight, we'll see you all at The Rock, and let's go Pirates.